When you sleep, you enter into another world. Beyond that world lies the doorway to Nightmare. Come in. Welcome. I'm your host through the doorway to Nightmare. Have you ever wanted to have just one wish come true? Perhaps you wanted to be someone famous, or simply have enough money to live out an entire lifetime. I like to think that most people would like to have at least one wish granted to them, However, there is the old adage, be careful what you wish for. Mr. Reynolds, my name is Detective Charles Grayson. I want you to know that this entire interview is being recorded. I understand, but I don't know why I'm here. You are being charged with robbery. I've never broken the law in my life. Now, now, now calm down, Mr. Reynolds. Do you recognize these? That must be the money from my apartment floor. Well, it came from that bank that you were at yesterday. There's no video evidence of you actually robbing the bank. We just want to know how you did it. Our mystery drama, One Wish, was adapted from the short story and written especially for Doorway to Nightmare by Winslow Swan and stars Kyle Glass. It is sponsored in part by Swanage Press. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Many of you will remember the story of The Monkey's Paw and how three wishes had such a dire consequence on the owner. There is the genie from the magic lamp that granted three wishes. George Reynolds only had one wish, and he had consequences as well. You're telling me. I guess the old saying to be careful what you wish for holds true. At least, it did for me. You see... I'm just the average guy who is trying his best to make his way through this world. I live in a converted apartment house on the Lower East Side with my landlady, Mrs. Vera Swanson, a nice old woman who thinks that she's still a Broadway star. On the third floor lives Mr. and Mrs. Kravitz, two of the nicest female fall-down artists you ever want to meet. <laughs> they make it a habit to sue a store for injuries sustained by falling in an aisle. Then there's Professor Kitzel who's working out to the last decimal point the validity of cabbage on the human diet. He claims to be being followed by government agents. When asked which government, he only weeps at you as if you're supposed to know. Yep, that's my building. I live on the second floor. All of my problems began the day I lost my umpteenth job in meeting Mrs. Swanson. Lost another one. Hey, George. Yep, I don't know why, but I can't seem to find my niche. Oh, you're a klutz, George. 
but a lovable one. By the way, they're going to shut the whole building down. Why did you say? Oh, I got the word today. We all have to be out by the third of next month. Unless, well... Oh, you know, my agent called me today. He says that there might be a par for me in the new space movie. I never thought that I could play an alien. But there is a first time for... Unless what, Mrs. Swanson? Hmm? Oh, oh, yes. Unless we can buy the whole building. I know. Impossible. How could the owner just throw us all out like that? I really don't know, George. How much do we need? For what? To buy the building! Oh, (laughs) that. Well, I don't have $130,000, and I don't think you do either. Perhaps I shall go to California and try out for that part in the new Star Wars. I do believe I would enjoy playing a princess! I watched her walk back into the apartment building. Granted, the place needed some work, but 130,000? I just stood there on the street. Why not a million or a trillion? I never noticed the small man who was watching me. I barely remembered what he looked like. All I remember is screaming at the top of my lungs, I wish I could produce money from my fingertips. Grandkid! Hey! What did you say? I went back to my apartment. I sat on the bed wondering how I could help and thus save my own sad little abode. Maybe I could rob a bank? Nah, nah, I don't have a criminal mind. I snapped my fingers and... A hundred dollar bill appeared out of thin air and floated to the floor. I stared at it. I picked it up, trying to remember all the security devices to tell if it was counterfeit or real. It sure looked real. There was good old Ben Franklin looking at me. I snapped my fingers again, and another bill floated to the floor. Hey, who's doing this? I snapped my fingers and another hundred dollar bill joined its brother. I spent the rest of the evening snapping my fingers. Good morning, George. Moving? Already? Oh, the suitcase. No, but I do need to know who I need to see to buy the building. Oh, you're so sweet, George. I don't think you have that kind of credit. Just tell me who I need to see. Well, the letter was signed by a Mr. Frederick at the First National Bank. I... I think it's the one a few blocks from here. Thank you, Mrs. Swanson. Oh, don't worry. I think that everything is going to be okay. And you're willing to buy that dump? That dump happens to be my home. Ooh, I'm very sorry. Well, the mortgage along with interest comes to $127,318.42. I'm pretty sure that there is no one in that building, including yourself, that has that kind of... I think that this will cover it. Oh my! I'm sure that it's all there and then some. Well, this is most irregular. But we can come to some kind of agreement, right, Mr. Frederick? Oh, I'm very sure that we can, Mr. Reynolds. I got back to my apartment. The paperwork filled out and the knowledge that no one would have to move. I snapped my fingers, experimenting with each end. 
I found that if I simply thought of the bill, I could produce it. Of course, tens and twenties were easy, but if I tried for, say, a thousand dollar bill, I would only get a blank piece of paper. You see, I've never seen one of those. I snapped and snapped, and after a while, I had a few thousand dollars on the floor. I went to bed thinking about all the people that I would be able to help with this new power of mine. I woke up with a stop. Yes? Open up! This is the police! The police? Uh, just a sec. Are you George Reynolds? Well, yes I am. You are under arrest! Do you mind if I get my pants? Well, hurry up. I got a nice cell waiting for you downtown. What am I being arrested for? Well, now, seeing all of that money on the floor, I guess we have an ironclad case of bank robbery. I don't recall hearing George holding up a bank, do you? But then, how would you explain a pile of cash in the middle of your floor? Perhaps explanations will be forthcoming when I return with Act Two. Mild-mannered George Reynolds made a seemingly innocent wish that seems to have come true. He is able to produce money out of thin air by simply snapping his fingers. However, he is now sitting in a small room with a surly detective being accused of robbing a bank. Here is a picture of you entering the bank with a rather large suitcase. Yes, but... And here are three $100 bills that we gathered from your apartment floor. Y yes, but... Do you deny the money was in your apartment? Well, well, no, but... And did you go to the First National Bank yesterday? Yes, but... Mr. Reynolds, are you aware of the penalty for bank robbery? No, but... It's a federal crime, Mr. Reynolds. Will you please... Now, while we don't have you on camera committing the actual robbery... Perhaps you could explain how you did it. How do you know that money came from that bank? Glad you asked. I was working a bank robbery yesterday where the money had just vanished out of the vault. Then you waltzed in there with the exact amount of cash that had disappeared. Well, being the detective that I am, I put two and two together. And came up with five. Look, I know that you're never going to believe me, but I swear I did not rob the bank. Right, sure you didn't. You just snapped your fingers and the money appeared. Well, now that you mention it... Hey, give me that! That bill came from out of this evidence envelope. How the hell did you do that? Are you some kind of a magician? No, not a magician. I don't know how it happens. I just snapped my fingers and... Now stop! Stop that! See? I can do it all day long! I said to stop that! Now look, Mr. Reynolds. What you are doing is impossible. No, just highly improbable. Okay, Mr. Reynolds. You're free to go. What do you mean? The bank got its money back, so they're not going to press charges. And if I were you, I don't think I would be 
snapping my fingers anymore. Do you have an explanation for what happens? Well, maybe when you snap your fingers, you produce a bill, but, well, that bill has to come from somewhere. In this case, it came from the bank vault. I guess you're right. There really isn't such a thing as free money. Well, it was a neat trick. Just do me a favor. Oh, anything. Don't snap your fingers anymore. I walked down to the park, thinking about what the detective had said. Oh, sure, the bank did get the money back, but now I was left with the same problem that I had yesterday. The mortgage was still hanging over our heads. I tried to think of other places I might have money lying around that I could pluck from thin air, but that would be stealing. I would never do something like that. Um, uh, Mr. Reynolds? Yes, oh, 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 wow, you are rather... large. The boss wants to have a word with you. The boss? That's right. I don't want to get rough with you. So let's go. Gal, why don't you wait outside while George and I have a little chat? Sure thing, boss. You call that a bull? Oh, he's just a big kid. Of course, I only call him Gall for short. His name is really Goliath. Appropriate. Now, George, would you like something to drink? Coffee? Tea? Professor Kitzel, would you mind telling me why you sent the man with the hairy knuckles to get me? Oh, George, I just wanted to talk to you. I don't think that you and me have ever had more than a nodding acquaintance. Okay, but you could have knocked on my door at any time. Forgive me, George. I just thought it might be better this way. Now, why don't you tell me what happened to you today? Well, not much. I was arrested. Really? Oh, the police dropped the charges. But why were you arrested? I don't think that you'll believe me. Let me be the judge of that. George begins to tell his tale of woe to the aging professor, who sits smiling and nodding, anxiously waiting to hear the outcome. We shall hear the outcome when I return with Act 3. George Reynolds, who made a wish, only to have it come true, is currently sitting in the apartment of one of his neighbors, Professor Kitzel. He is hoping to find some solace in the fact that someone might believe his story. Oh, but it is simply marvelous. It hasn't been so marvelous for me. But George, you have a rather unique talent, and it just so happens that it fits very well into my plans. If you don't mind, Professor, it's been a long day and I would really like to go back to my apartment now. Oh no, George. We have much to discuss. Yes, much discussion about this talent of yours. Many plans have to be made. I don't understand. You see, George, there are men. Rather unsavory men who would do anything to possess such a talent as yours. I, on the other hand, 
know exactly what to do. You don't understand, Professor. I don't actually make the money. It comes from somewhere else, like the bank. By snapping my fingers, I actually steal the money. Nope, I can't do it, Professor. I'm very sorry to hear you say that, George. Gall, I believe that our friend George here needs a rest. <laughs> no problem, Professor. Come here, you. Hey, well, what are you doing with that knife? You see, George, I really don't need you. Just your hands and your fingers. I wasn't sure what to do. Why couldn't I snap my fingers and produce a gun or a bazooka? Now, look, you and that ape stay away from me! Marvelous, George. Now stop that, and let's be reasonable about this. Just stay back! Throwing money at us is not going to stop us. Slipping on the money isn't helping either. Hey. I wonder if I can do well as a quarters! Oh. Uh, hey, let me out! Ouch! Bullseye! Go! Get off of me! George, stop it! Stop it! Well, Mr. Reynolds, we meet again. Uh, at least it's not at the station. What happened to the professor? Well, death was by suffocation. You hit that giant with a roll of quarters, and he fell across the professor. Between that and all the money, the man couldn't breathe. Oh, what a way to go. And we found a diary that he kept. He found out about your so-called power. He thought he could just take your hands and produce the magic himself. What about the money? Oh, it's all been returned back to the bank, safe and sound. That's good. I'm really sorry about that. Hey, Mr. Reynolds, it's okay. Uh, by the way, I did find something that the professor had hidden. What is it? Well, it seems that he's been stashing money away for a long time. I know about your housing predicament, and this should just about take care of it. Holy moly! Besides, I can't take care of Mother, and I think that this apartment, and you, are the best things going for her. You mean Mrs. Swanson is- Ah, she raised me. She's a tough old bird. Maybe a little nutty, but you seem to handle it okay. I guess that this should just about cover the mortgage. Not only was there enough to cover the mortgage, but there was enough to make all of the repairs that it had been needed for quite some time. I'll be back shortly. Does George still have the power? Well, sometimes he forgets and will snap his fingers. He tries to only imagine one in five dollar bills now, and he is very careful not to be near a bank. As for the little man who granted the wish, George hopes to never see him again. Our cast included Kyle Glass, Crimson McKenzie, Robert Jackson, William Stafford, Raven Adams, and Raymond Gibson. The entire production was under the direction of Winslow Swan. And now, a preview of our next tale. Okay, we have a caller on line seven. You are live, and welcome to the show. 
They are already here. Well, we are talking about the so-called lights in the sky that so many people are seeing tonight. So, caller, what do you mean that they are already here? I'm telling you. They landed a long time ago. They've been setting up for... Hello? Uh, Are you still there? They are already here. This is your host, inviting you to return with us through the doorway to Nightmare for another adventure into the world of your terrifying imagination. Until next time, slumber peacefully. Epilogue. The butler did it.